This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So I would want to do the same thing. I would want to bring someone in from the draft. Girl, who is is it? I'm I'm setting it up. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. This is Queens of the Court. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast produced in partnership with WNBA. Y'all know what time it is. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. And Court is in session. session. And we're bringing bringing a lot to the court today. We we got some, some takes. We're dishing out our awards. We're looking back on our <laughs> way too early predictions that we're going to be judged in front of the court by. Um, and you first, know it was way too early when, yeah. like, I can't remember who, who I can't I remember who we what. picked. So I, I am so excited about this episode. <laughs> A lot to get to. But first, I wanted to say that I did do my homework for the week, and I watched Lioness, the How show. How about that? On Paramount Plus with Zoe Saldana. Me and my husband, we binged it yesterday, and it's really good. It's giving um, – did you watch Scandal? I did. With, I did. Okay. I love Scandal with Kerry Washington. Olivia Pope, I feel like Olivia Pope needs to make a cameo in this show to help fix or something, all, right? All this government things that are going on, but I'm caught up now, so I think it's the season finale, the next episode, right? Like already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. I'm ready. Like, I'm ready for it. I'm going to text but you. you. <laughs> but you know, it's it's one of to me, it's one of those series that should be a movie i think it should be i yeah. think line it should be a movie not yeah. a tv series and you it know what like let, a me movie. Just, let me give a quick shout out to my girl monica mcnutt <laughs> eminem eminem listen don't be listening to our podcast to get some ideas on shows to watch that was a conversation <laughs> with me and jordan monica <laughs> But you know, I love you. I love, love, love you. Um, yeah, but that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. And you know, I got caught up on my um, 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. So just going to throw that out there because that's my my favorite show. <laughs> I mean, my husband literally ranked the characters based on most toxic relationships. Like it's our it's our fun pastime. <laughs> I'm sorry. Does your husband watch 90 Day Fiance with you? Of course he does. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. It's so good. You have to give it a try. I'm just saying. like You have to just give it a try. No, I've watched it, but my husband would never watch it with me. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's why I asked that question. So Mm -hmm. No, we're into it. It's no going back. It's a lifestyle. So... (laughs) Okay, so hopefully we can 
um, pull him to the dark side of 90 Day Fiance eventually. That's my <laughs> new end goal. Side. <laughs> that but is the dark side. We have so much to get to. And the first thing we're going to do is this little around the around the league because there's a lot going on and there's a lot that happened this past week since we last recorded. But the key to me is the playoff picture is getting clearer, but there is still a lot of room for movement in these mm. last couple of weeks of the season. Um, the three teams that have clinched, there's only been three teams that have clinched. I think that's crazy in itself. You. Yeah. Yeah. The Aces, the Liberty, and the Sun are the first three teams in. The first two teams out are Seattle and Phoenix because both of those teams lost on Sunday in just kind of weird fashion. Seattle, they had 15 seconds left. They were down by five. They dribbled out the clock. Phoenix had a chance to tie. It gets stuck. <laughs> it's a wedgie to just end this season. Both very on brand for how their seasons yeah. uh have ended so there's that but the rest of the field Cheryl is like it's all up in the all in the air I feel like just from this past week Atlanta was higher now they're seventh the Sparks are sitting at number eight now Minnesota is in there um what are kind of your your thoughts when you look at this because I swear this looked completely different when we looked at this the last time Last week or even a couple Like last week. Yeah, even last week it was different. Well, here's what's interesting. The fact that, like, like Indiana is still there with with a possibility of making playoffs. Granted, there's so much stuff that needs to go right for them and wrong for everybody else. But Mm -hmm. the fact that they're still in the hunt for, like, that eighth and final spot is very interesting to me and when i look at just just the movement right we've talked about this where like minnesota i think a month ago they were a question mark will they make the playoffs and now they're sitting in fifth place the sparks in eighth place i just Mm -hmm. think it's real interesting when you look at the movement with exception of the top three teams vegas new york and connecticut um, Dallas sitting in that fourth spot, but from a, from a loss standpoint, you're looking at Dallas, 16 losses, Minnesota, 18, Washington, 18, Atlanta, 19, like, like you gotta stay glued to the TV and watch because yes, every, every second matters. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to be curious to see just how, how it all unfolds, right? Chicago, they're in ninth place right now, but could absolutely move to seventh, eighth spot. Mm-hmm. Jordan, I don't know. This is why I just watch. <laughs> I just pour me a glass of wine and watch Lioness because I don't have to think when I watch that show. Because <laughs> there's so there's so much at stake, oh and I think gosh. even it, you know the middle team has a lot of movement, but. The top three teams could have some movement, too, because they're coming for that number one spot. The Aces Liberty play again tonight. We're recording Mm -hmm. this on a Monday. And that also has some implications with who's going for the number one spot. And I just really quick want to point this out because I 
saw this on a WNBA.com article, and I think it's so interesting about the Aces. In May, they were – this is their record month by month, including the Commissioner's Cup. So in May, they were 4-0. June, 10-1. and July, 9-1. and August, 7-5. and Interesting. So it begs the question of, like, is it better to – peak at the beginning of the season so you kind of have this cushion because I feel like Connecticut had a little bit of cushion when they had they were on like a three game losing streak or is it better to be some of these teams at the bottom who are peaking now trying to climb their way up which for sure which one would you rather be well honestly I don't I don't ever want to be that team that's peaking at the beginning right because Mm -hmm. You, you peak too soon, and then you find yourself kind of on a little downward slope. Not saying that will happen, but but based off of what you just said, like their records in those different months, in seven and five in August, that's not where you want to be going right. into playoffs, yeah. right? Versus like we... I, I'm just putting Dallas out there because I said this earlier. I, I think Dallas is going to really make some noise in the playoffs. You know, mm-hmm. I, I look at Dallas, even Minnesota, like the beginning, Minnesota, they weren't playing very well. And it was like, they're not going to be very good, not going to make the playoffs, finding themselves sitting in fifth place right now. And I think it's because they're one of those teams that started to peak at the right time. The last one I'll throw in is Washington. Washington's yeah. been all over the place, right? Granted, they've been dealing with injuries and things like that, just Got Shakira Austin back. If EDD can get healthy, um, Ariel Atkins, Tasha, like they're one of those teams that I think they're starting to peak at the right time, but they're also starting to get everybody healthy going Mm -hmm. into playoff time. That could be very important. I'm not counting anybody out with the exception of the two teams that are already out. Seattle and Phoenix, like I'm not going to count anybody out because stranger things have happened. Yes, I agree with that. Just on the mark of injuries, too, because you mentioned EDD. She's been away for about two months with ankle and hip injuries. But then she played 22 minutes and scored 21 points when the Mystics beat the Aces on Saturday, um, 78 to 62. So it was like I think it showed when the Mystics are at full strength, you cannot count them out count and them so out. much of the season it's just been well we have two of our starting five or we have three but if everybody was able to come back they are able to beat someone like the aces and if you're anybody who has to play them in the opening rounds you're like okay is edd play- who's playing right right <laughs> like when right before black people come to a party like who are gonna be there i think that's <laughs> how people feel about the that's the that's just, that's not just a black people thing jordan <laughs> that's not there are a lot of people it doesn't it ain't just a black thing but we do do that wait a minute who all did you invite let me see send me your guest list yeah let me so let me see what the <laughs> let me see what the mystics roster is before that was funny. before i say if funny. we're gonna win or not um, well, but and men- because the other yeah, side on. of that is, sorry, if you're the opposing team, you don't even know who to game plan for. Like, what is your game plan going into the game versus the Mystics? Because it's like, because honestly, when EDD is playing and she's healthy, you have to game plan for her. 
right? So it's mm-hmm. like, is she playing? Is she not playing? So going into a game versus them, you probably have two different game plans. Mm-hmm. With EDD playing, without EDD playing. Yes. So I don't know. I agree. I'm, I'm ready for the playoffs. Let's just get to the playoffs. <laughs> I know, right? Aaliyah Boston also went out in the third quarter with the right uh, with a thumb injury. We're waiting on updates on that. She's still evaluated. And then Lexi Brown is an injury that has been a big question mark for most of the season. She's been out with a non-COVID illness. Um, she posted this video on TikTok last week to kind of give an update. Let's roll the clip. Hello, TikTok family. This day in the life is a little different. I'm not gonna walk you through my day, but I'm going to tell y'all how I felt this day, and it was horrible. Um, (laughs) Some days I struggled to get out of bed, and this was one of them, but um, I got up and made my way to Pilates, and just overall, this entire process of me not playing this season has just been a lot harder than I was expecting. The, The process has been a lot longer than I was expecting. And I just have been struggling and some days are better than others. And it's just been really difficult on my mental. If anybody knows me, they know that I love working out. I'm a gym rat and I haven't really been able to be myself this entire summer pretty much. But every day is a a step in the right direction. And I don't know if you guys know this, but like I'm not injured. I was sick. I've been in and out of the hospital for months now, and it's just been a very mentally draining process, but I'm really doing my best to keep improving, staying positive, surrounding myself with my people, with love, and just getting back to the healthiest and happiest version of myself, however long that takes, but I'm definitely headed in the right direction. Mm. So you you hear her say that she was in and out of the hospital, just really not feeling well. And we don't have a name to it. And frankly, it's none of our business. But I just hope that she can come back and and feel good and feel good Mm -hmm. about because she did come back for a little bit. Um, I think she played a game or so, but. Yeah, just really rooting for her that she can come back stronger than ever. Um, wow. Um, first of all, I had no idea what was going on with Lexi. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I thought it was some type of an injury. Ankle, knee, foot, toe, whatever. So I was, I was happy to hear her say, I don't know if you know or not, I'm not injured. Like, I'm not dealing with an injury. Um. But based off of that video and just listening to her talk, it sounds like it's even more serious than an injury to me. If Mm -hmm. it's some type of an illness and you're in and out of the hospital, um, the number one most important thing is that she takes care of herself mentally, physically, and makes sure she's in a good space. If she never picks up a basketball again, that's okay too, right? Like if that's what Mm -hmm. happens and that's her choice. But Lexi is such... Like I got to know her a little bit with Athletes Unlimited and and talking to her and being around her. Like she's such a great human. She's a great mm-hmm. human being with a great heart. Um, and is a good basketball player. Like yes. 
if if she was healthy and able to play, I I know for a fact she would be helping the Sparks and they probably wouldn't be sitting in that eighth spot trying to decide if they're going to make the playoffs or not. But um, just allowing us to come into her personal space, right, mm-hmm. and just show us kind of her her day-to-day from start to finish um, was a lot of insight. And mm-hmm. I hope she figures it out or gets healthy and and it's just back to being her normal self um, sooner rather than later. So mm-hmm. Lex, Lexi, if you listen to this or you hear it or if somebody tells you about it, we're sending you lots of good vibes, big oh. hugs, big kisses. Um, take care of yourself, kiddo. Yeah. Just like you said, she's a competitor. So I know that she wants to be out on that court, especially when the sparks are on this bubble right now, knowing mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. flamethrower of an arm that she has, how she could help this sparks team. Um, so yeah, sending all the good vibes, Lexi. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break, but um, we have some way too early predictions and some listener emails to tackle. So make sure to come back. It's going to be fun. Welcome back to Queens of the Court. And um, it's time for a little flashback. We're going to flash it back to May 30th, 2023, when we were just in our infancy stage of this podcast. We thought we knew everything and we made our way too early predictions for the season's awards. Mm. I am excited slash nervous uh-huh. um, for these takes, but here they are. And we're going to react. I feel like I should apologize for something. I know. <laughs> In advance. In advance. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. Season MVP. Way too early prediction. Who's your pick? My way too early prediction. Um, can I go with three? No. <laughs> you have to pick Dang. one. Uh, if I got to pick one, I'm going back with my girl, Asia. Back to back? Mm-hmm. Her third MVP in four years? Jordan, Ooh. you asked me for my, for my pick. You asked me Ooh. for my pick. I have I have three in the bucket, but okay. you wouldn't let me give you my three. So no, I'm, no, I'm, not I'm giving, going I'm with not, Asia. I'm not letting you give me three. I'm okay. going, and this may, I don't know if this, this is a er, way too early prediction. I'm going EDD. I'm going Elena Deladon comes back. She's healthy. The Mystics have a really great season. She just has an incredible okay. year. She was one I, of my, she was one of my three. I know. But I gave you one. Okay. okay. I like it though. I like All right. it. Rookie of the year. This one's easy for me, Aaliyah Boston. Same. Same. I think she's she's going to come into her own. We, yeah. We're already getting a peek of what she's doing against single coverage. Like, it's, no. It's no, almost too easy. Coach of the year. Who you got? Um. So, again, in my way too early prediction, <laughs> I am going to go with Eric Tebow. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like this. I'm going to go with Tanisha Wright because mm-hmm. I want her to get coach of the year. That was what I couldn't decide, but. Yeah. All right. So we're talking about finals now. Who is the runner up 
to the champions. So we have who's going to win the title and who is the runner up. Say your two picks, please. Um, Title, I'm giving it back to the aces. Runner up, I'm going with the mystics. Okay. I think I, I, this is nothing against the aces because they are so good and so dominant. I feel like I have the opposite. I have the Mystics winning it all, which I'm going to sound I love so that, great or so bad <laughs> if they just have a bad season. But I have the Aces as a runner-up. We're both going to be not the smartest if the Liberty take it all. But I think it's going to be too much hype in their first year together. The Liberty don't make it to the finals. It's going to be the Aces versus the mystics mystics win gavel drop it's going to be the aces versus the mystics aces win i mean and, if neither, and if neither of those two make it you and i will look like we don't know anything about basketball so. i know so please make it mystics and aces so we can <laughs> keep sounding like we know a little bit about what we're talking about but uh <laughs> <laughs> I'll say for you, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to go with the finals, first of all. Um, okay. And so so we know the aces are in there. We need the Bistics to make the playoffs, right? So it, keep, it keeps hope alive. But I will say this. Playoffs. Yeah. I will say this, though. You and I both... Um, Don't look very smart because we ain't have the Liberty even as runner-ups. And the Liberty I, today, yeah. today, <laughs> the Liberty today, if I had to change, I would I would go with Liberty and Aces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I can't believe neither one of us picked them. Runner-up or champion. I think we I think we said their name once um, because oh the, remember God. they had a rough start to the season. They did. They did. I want to know who gave us the Mystics Kool Aid because we were drinking that. Tasha Tasha Cloud gave it to us. Tasha Cloud gave it to us. Edd gave it to us. Man, but you know the Mystics did just beat the Aces. So they did. They're making can, us look we, good today. But we could have um, a li- we could have a Liberty Aces final. The finals part is still TBD. That is still to that. be determined. So I, we I agree can. With you on that one. We're gonna have to circle back. But I, again, I would change. I would also say Liberty Aces for the finals. But the Mystics, we just said, are going to make some noise. We did. But they are. I guess it was when we made these predictions, we couldn't see the future with injuries. We were excited. And we were excited. We were just so hype on the Mystics. <laughs> Tebow was your coach of the year. We were like, Mystics, Mystics, Mystics. <laughs> Here's so, the thing. So, so, fa- so fast forward. Let's see. That was yeah. May, June, July. Fast forward three months later. Mm-hmm. Almost to the day. What, are, what, what who are you going with? MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, 
let's get into it. I want to know. Let's get into it. I really want to know. I really want to know. And I think, yeah, we have to bring it to the court of who your picks are and why. You got to give some reasons. Now we actually have things to back up (laughs) why these are our picks instead of just frivolously throwing them out. Let's start with um, let's start with defensive player of the year. Who is your pick for Depoy? My Depoy is. See, I was just gonna, I was gonna hit the gap. Hit. Oh, okay, that works. That works. <laughs> Asia Wilson. Okay, back to back. Why? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, she's she's leading the league in blocks at two point one. Um, but I'll tell you what I what what I love about her defensively is like she's the anchor for the aces. And mm-hmm. especially ever since Candace went out, Asia like controls, patrols the paint. And I think she's a very I think I think she's a good one on one defender, but I think she's a great help side team defender. Mm. So that's where that's where I'm going with my depoy. Who's your depoy? Okay. okay. Um so I always have a hard time with this one because I feel like just like you just did. I love how you set me up with that lob is post players <laughs> are favored because of the block shots category. And I don't know if that's always fair. So It's not because I, I, okay, you give me yours and then we're going to have a discussion because I had this discussion this morning. Okay, great. I love this. So when I started thinking about who my depoy is for the season, I went back and looked at some previous winners of this award. Most importantly, a player who won the award three times. Um, It was Cheryl Swoops. So (laughs) I took my pick. I took my pick from those three years and I looked at your 2000 season. So that was when you first won defensive player of the year and MVP. Just had to throw that out there. You had 87 total steals that season. You had one game where you had seven steals and you had a 3.6 defensive win share. For those who don't know, defensive win share is an estimate of the number of wins contributed by a player due to defense. So really good number. Someone to me who was closest to that realm is Brittany Sykes. I knew you were going to say her. Mm -hmm. She has been on my mind for multiple seasons of potentially being defensive player of the year. I do think I will admit that has crowded my judgment a little bit of like, she should have won it multiple times. So this season seems (laughs) like this is her her year. year. Also a mystics player. Uh, (laughs) We're sipping the Kool-Aid, but she has 74 total (laughs) steals, the most in her career. She had one game with six and 2.1 defensive win shares, which is the top five in the league. You know Sykes is going to get after it on the defensive end, and I think the campaign may be not as strong this year because she's also killing it on the offensive end, but I feel like it's because those steals – and the pressure that she puts on the players that she's guarding, she takes the assignment of the best player on the opposite team. She is my defensive player of the year. And I like that. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going to hit it with you. (laughs) 
Thank you. I do like it. I was actually having this conversation with my husband this morning and he even said, and, and I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily right or wrong, but he even said, typically your defense player of the year is a post player, right? And they mm-hmm. go off, off of blocks and, and rebounds. Um, and so I pointed out to him myself, like even Tamika Catchings, but it's very, you don't have very many guards or forwards who have won defensive player of the year. Most of the time, right? it's your post players, your centers. Um, so I wouldn't be mad if it was Brittany Sykes because she was like my number two pick, but okay. Great. Good call though. Good call though. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm writing these down. So at the end of the year, we'll see if we're right or wrong. <laughs> we'll keep record this time. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So what about coach of the year? You had, um, um, I had Mike Tebow. I mean, not Mike Tebow, not Eric Tebow. Excuse me. Eric Tebow. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, no. I, I I've since changed. <laughs> um, this one was a little tough for me. I have, I have two. I can't give you two. I got to go with one, huh? If we're sticking to the original rules, yes, one. But yeah, maybe I'll allow it this time. Um, so I'm gonna, (laughs) Stephanie White. Same. Okay. Why, why is Stephanie White your coach of the year? I just, I, I think what Stephanie's been able to do with this squad post Brianna Jones's injury and mm-hmm. Brianna Jones was a huge part of what the sun did offensively, but to me more so defensively, just a big body presence in the paint, defending, rebounding, um, scoring on the offensive end, a big presence in the paint offensively, and they lose her and they're still sitting third. And to mm-hmm. me, when you lose a player, the caliber of Brianna Jones, usually there's a letdown somewhere. And that's not just credit to the players, but that's also credit to the coach who finds a way to still win ball games, keep you in the playoff hunt. Um, so I, Stephanie White is mine. I agree. I agree. I myself included, I feel like everybody thought Connecticut was going to roll into a rebuild after you lose John Quill Jones, after you lose um, Kurt yeah. Miller, yeah. and they have proven that they are one of the best teams in this league. And they were even sitting at the number two spot for a little bit. I also credit Dewana Bonner having one of her best seasons in her 14 years. That is her, but that, that also contributes to the coach some too. Everything that Alyssa Thomas is doing. I just feel like exactly what you said with Bree Jones injury a lot. It, they could have just packed it up. They could have said this is going to be a rebuild year. But Stephanie White has been able to keep them to uh-huh. that top of the standings. And we thought it was going to be a drop off. I will say this, though, because um, I know Kurt Miller also won coach of the year twice while he was the coach for Connecticut. And I looked back at the history of coach of the year awards. Connecticut as a franchise has won the award four times. And if Stephanie White wins it, it would be the fifth time. That's tied most for Minnesota. But Minnesota 
has four championships to go with that coach of the year mm. award. Mm. Connecticut has zero yet. They've won coach of the year many times. So I just thought that was interesting huh. of huh. That is interesting. because Becky Hammond won it and last year and they won the championship. And sometimes it is kind of correlated with championships, but Connecticut has continued to but win it. Right. They've had great regular seasons. So if Stephanie White can kind of break that trend of, okay, I'm going to win the best regular season award, but kind of fall short in the playoffs. I think if she gets over that bridge, then that will solidify her as one of the best coaches for Connecticut in franchise history. So we'll see. I would agree with that. It was just a little tidbit. You know, and people sit here and say, well, the Aces and the Liberty have the best record. But here's my thing why I didn't pick Sandy or Becky, because mm-hmm. you're doing you're doing exactly what you were expected to do. You're doing exactly mm, what you were supposed yeah. to do. Right. Yeah. And it's not saying they're not good coaches, but it is what it is. The other one I had a really tough time with, Justin, and we'll move on, um, was Latricia Trammell at Dallas. Mm. I struggle. I struggle with that one. Because same thing, right? New coach. Her first time as a head coach in the WNBA, um, Dallas sitting in fourth place. Her players seem to really love and enjoy playing for her. I just, I, she was, it was Stephanie or Latricia. And I was like, I'm going with Steph. So. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good one. I like that okay. one too. Okay. Moving on down the list. Rookie of the year. Has your choice changed, changed at all? No. Mine neither. Yeah, no. it's it's um, Aaliyah Boston. She's that girl. Yeah, she is. I think Diamond Miller is having a really good season, but Aaliyah Boston is shooting 58.9% mm-hmm. from the field. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Mm-hmm. 14 points, eight rebounds, almost averaging a double-double as a rookie. Um, that one, to me, is like a no-brainer. No, that is it's a no, It's a no-brainer. It's yeah. the Seeing her be able to make that transition – from South Carolina to the WNBA and being a part of an Indiana fever team who has doubled their record from previous years. Like, I don't think that's a coincidence. Like those things do correlate to each other and and what Aaliyah Boston can bring. So yes, I like that one. Before we go to MVP, there's one that we didn't talk about before that I want to add most improved. Yes. Yes. Who is your pick for No, who's yours? Who's yours? Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) I want to know yours first. I will bring mine to the court. Uh My pick, uh I kind of did a big deep dive into this because I'm kind of passionate about it. So my most improved player is Satu Sabli from the Dallas. No doubt. No doubt. Great. I love that we agree. So. Here's why she, even though she has been out these past two games with an ankle injury, they said she's day to day, but this year is the year we've been waiting for Satu. Like she has exploded. This is her fourth year in the league, but this is the most games she's played to date. And it's not a coincidence again, that the wings are sitting at fourth place and Satu is having an incredible year. She is leading the team in win shares, yes, over Arike because of everything that she does. When she came out of Oregon, she was drafted number two overall right after her college teammate and Sabrina Unescu. But because of limited play, I, I feel like we've been robbed of 
really being able to see what she can bring yeah. and what she can do yeah. at this level. And she's averaging 17.8 points, 8.4 rebounds, 4.3 assists. She's been consistent. She's been confident. And what I always do is when somebody makes the jump, I say, well, what did their offseason look like? Because there had to be some type of difference. And Sabali played with Fenerbahce overseas, which is one of the top teams in Turkey. And she played with Brianna Stewart, Vandersloot, Kayla McBride, like really able to win a championship. She knows what it takes now. She had all of this confidence. And this season for Dallas, we've already talked about it. We've been sprinkling it in. But this they're having their best season since 1998 Detroit Shock as it stands right now. Like they wow. are wow. killing it. And yeah. I, I kept saying there, there is something missing. Are they just make it to the first round? Like, ah, Arike is doing great, but there's something missing. And Satu was that missing piece for me. No doubt. No doubt. I, I don't even have anything else to add to what you said, but <clears throat> what was she? First time All-Star mm-hmm. this year as well. Um, yep. But to your point, when I when I looked at her numbers, what she did in last year, right, and then this year, like she pretty much doubled everything, almost. And I don't know, we we're not even talking about her presence on the defensive end, right? Like, yeah, I think she could be a much better defender with her length, her size, her height, defending on the perimeter. Um, but the kid is so young. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. there's so much upside. But yeah, Arike's having a great season. But I don't know if Dallas is sitting in that fourth spot if Satu is not having the type of season that she's having. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Satu got my vote. I think I think I, J- I think JC Jordan Canada, I think, is having a really good season, but mm-hmm. not not to the point where Satu is. So Satu gets my vote for her. Yes. Shout out to Jordan Canada because she is definitely deserves to be in that conversation because of, I think of more of just what she went through last year and everything that the sports organization went through, but Jordan Canada stayed consistent. And then she's been continuing to level up her game, which a lot of players, you can't say that about a lot of players. So Jordan Canada has been doing amazing and she's taken on the role more of like, this is, my team like NECA let's go like we're running this and I think maybe that's why she's in those conversations because that's kind of a different role shift for her but Satu numbers wise double tripling from the previous years I think yeah I think we got that right hopefully yeah I, I, we're gonna I take so. note but <laughs> love you JC love you JC yeah yes okay and now oh. the grand finale um the MVP award. Before we get to this, Cheryl, you made a shout out last episode for our listeners to kind of submit who their MVPs were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we got a couple responses. I have to shout them out before we get to ours. Cassie, she said her is Alyssa Thomas. She said she should get it alone for being the leader in triple doubles, but she's also a great teammate delivers in clutch moments and is fun to watch if Jokic can win MVP two years in a row before the Nuggets went to and won the finals why can't Alyssa Thomas that is a great point Cassie great yeah she should be able to Tracy (laughs) says as far as MVP I agree that 
Alyssa Thomas, Brianna Stewart, and Asia Wilson all deserve to be in this discussion, but Asia is my choice because can't nobody stop her. She is a all caps dog. dog. <laughs> Tracy, we feel you on that. And then Amy, I think was my favorite because Amy said, Brianna Stewart is my MVP and here's why. And then she listed a three paragraphs worth of reasons why Brianna Stewart is her MVP, um, giving all different type of very valid points. She scored 40 points three times this year, which I think has been up to four since she originally did this email. Um, she's never, that's never been done in WNBA history. She lists all that. But then Asia drops 53 <laughs> points. Ties a career high, a WNBA record. Amy emails back and says, that's why you got to wait until the very last game. Please disregard. I, I'm going to wait till the end. Amy, I love it. That's, that's how I'm feeling right now. That is so how I'm feeling right now. Because it changes for oh me from day to day. But day I thought that email was the funniest. But I love the fact that she did her research. She oh, had yeah. points on everybody. Asia, Stewie, um, AT. I, I loved I loved everything about it. <laughs> I love it. And then last last one is Raquel. She says um, in terms of MVP, Alyssa Thomas has my vote. I cannot understand why she is not in the conversations that mu as much. I know she as a person is low key, but so is Stewie. And the media mentions on her are abundant. So feels unfair to AT. I hope AT gets the respect she deserves. Thank you guys so much for submitting these. Um, it seems like everybody is torn just as... <laughs> much i know i am but cheryl bring it to the court mm. who is your mvp as of right now august 28th and has it changed i guess i'm just shrugging my shoulders <laughs> So, cause I, 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 like, I don't, I don't think you have to make, this is just me not being able to tell you right now. Okay. Great. But, but I don't, I don't think you have to make an argument for Stewie and Asia, right? Because, and I'm going back to what we talked about a little bit last week, because every, those two are on everybody's ballot. Every graphic you mm -hmm. see, that's who it is. And there's no argument. It's just who do you choose, Stewie or Asian? Mm -hmm. But for mm -hmm. AT, I feel like for whatever reason, you have to continue to make an argument as to why she should even be in the conversation as if right. her numbers aren't, aren't, aren't enough, right? So I still, I go back and I say this. AT is first in rebounding at pretty much 10, 9.9. .9. Um, she's averaging 10 rebounds a game, 16 points a game. She is first in assists. Crazy. At her position with two torn labrums. <laughs> she is she is first in assists. And the reason why that stands out to me is because of what I just said, but also, like, there's she's first over Sloop 
over Chelsea Gray, over Natasha Cloud. Like, mm-hmm. like, like she's just finding her teammates. Again, I say, let's remove AT from Connecticut. Yeah. We remove AT from Connecticut. Are they sitting in third place? No disrespect to the rest of the players on that team, but no. You, you lost Brianna Jones. Let's remove AT. Are you in third place? No. Is Stephanie White a candidate for coach of the year, in my opinion? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. She single-handedly, along with uh, Dewana Bonner, right, has Connecticut's son in third place with, with a chance to win a championship. That I really, truly believe that <laughs> it seems like you made up your choice your decision no, but i no, don't know if you want to say it <laughs> no listen because now i'm about I'm, a, I'm about to go to stewie to um amy's email or amy's point stewie scored 40 plus three times this year that's crazy bananas like yeah it's it just you just don't do that and besides that Stewie went from one coast to a whole nother coast, brand new team, brand new system, brand new coach, and is still putting up crazy numbers, doing Brianna Stewart type things. Then I go to South Carolina girl, Asia Wilson, just when you think she can't do anything else or anything better, she puts up 53 points. <laughs> Which... I don't care who you are, who you're playing with. 53 points is crazy it's, stupid. It's, it's crazy yeah. stupid. <laughs> so, you, no, I haven't made it in my mind. I am sitting here again trying to give people a different perspective and say, let, like, if you're being fair in this race, in this conversation, in this talk, you have to talk about AT as much as you're talking about Asia and Stewie. That mm-hmm. that's that's what I'm saying. And then you add one more thing to AT's resume that she didn't have last year is an engagement. She has a beautiful engagement <laughs> this year. So I mean <laughs> that alone. Right? I don't know. Jordan, I know this isn't what we said, but No, you're right. I you are correct. I also couldn't choose. I'm probably the most indecisive person you will ever meet though. So this is very on brand for me, but I I also had those exact same points in between. For me, it's in between Asia and Alyssa Thomas, which is no shade to Brianna Stewart because again, she's doing crazy stuff, including a 45 piece. What I think about and something that sticks out to me is and we, me and my husband also have this conversation a lot about the NBA too. When you, five years from now, or when we look back, just like I did earlier, and I'm seeing all of the past winners, mm-hmm. what was it about that year that made it so special for that player? And I think that has to be a part of it. And so when we look back, are we going to be like, dang, that was the year that Asia scored 53 points and she didn't win MVP. Like, I, I think that would be kind of weird. But on the same thing, 
if we look back and we see that Alyssa Thomas is leading almost every category, mm-hmm. like you said, rebounds, defensive rebounds, uh, per assist. game, assists per assist. game, top five in steals, like every in addition, single category. In addition to five triple doubles in a season. Jordan. Exactly. We're going to go back. We're going to think about that. We're going to say that was the year that Alyssa Thomas set the record for triple doubles. She was nearly averaging a triple double. She mm-hmm. set the record for double doubles. Mm-hmm. And then she didn't win MVP. I think that would be so strange when we look back on this a few years, five years from now. And I think that's something that kind of sticks with me. Not saying, I love that we're even having this debate with especially three players in the mix. I think previous years, just as being a fan, it really wasn't a debate or it wasn't really as uh, close of a race. And so that's kind of where I stand of when we look back at this in every single graphic, having Alyssa Thomas breaking records, but then she didn't win MVP would just be so bizarro to me. So that is why I am between two players. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, and, and let's yeah. also mention, because I put this this down too, she's also third in steals. Yeah. She, she's leading almost she, every category. I looked it up. She's, she's even leaving first, turnovers. <laughs> she's first in assists and third in steals. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but here's what I will say: Don't no. give me, don't, don't give me a co MVP. Don't do that. No, no, no. Don't do that. Just don't do that. Just give it to one of them: Stewie, At, or Asia. Don't do co. Has there ever been? Has there ever been a co MVP in the? I don't know. In the WNBA, I really don't I want. Know. I want a co MVP before in high school. It was a little <laughs> bit of like we're we're sharing this. We're sharing this. Yeah, I don't want it. I'm by like, myself. don't do that. I need you yeah, to, no, to just just pick somebody. And if yeah. you do co MVP, then just give it to all three of them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. So don't do that. Well, so far don't we know. don't, don't we don't have a vote. Y'all, sorry, but I I'm sorry, I hope y'all. The I, can't, I can't give you one. Can you I know, I did I did one. pick I did pick Asia back in May. Back Asia in May was my yeah. pick. And you so, you predicted that she was going to have a a crazy amazing season. So you get points for that one. I was but, way uh, off. EDD know. played 17 games this year. <laughs> Listen, I have questions I that so I know off. I know what I think because we've had this conversation, right? I think like last last week about AT. So excited about her coming on the show because I have questions for her. Like I want to get her take on what do you think it is? You know, I do. Mm-hmm. But anyway, sorry. I just had to tease no, that a little good. bit. I'm excited. I'm excited. Little tease. Little tease. Little tease. Little tease. Uh, <laughs> well, we're going to take a break. Um, that was a lot. That was also a lot of fun to listen to our past selves. So, so young, so naive, so full of mystics pride. <laughs> but uh, we're going to take a break. We have a listener email that we want to chat about on the other side. Welcome back to Queens of the Court. This is a little 
extended episode because we had time today. We had time. <laughs> we had time. And yeah, before a we lot of time. a lot of time. Before we get out of here, um, we just want to give a huge thank you to all your listener emails. They have been so much fun to read. And it really just feels like you guys are also a part of the show. Um, but there was one particular email that me and Cheryl wanted to read and kind of react to because this is a good one. And it made us feel very happy. Well, so, someone gave us some flowers. Like yes. we're always giving people flowers. Someone gave us flowers. So thank you. <laughs> love with love, the flower emojis. Right. <laughs> so here goes. Dear Justice Robinson and Justice Swoops. Great start. <laughs> we love it already. My wife and I enjoy the podcast and look forward to it every week. We've been listening to other podcasts because we can't get enough of W Talk, but what makes your show stand out to us is your super unique perspectives and insight. Anyone can speculate, but we appreciate how you temper your takes, yet back them up with live experience. All of this is to say, while we like hearing what other folks have to say about the W, y'all are our MVP. Flowers with emojis. So nice. <laughs> now, we thought we'd, we'd share a topic of conversation we were having this week in hope that y'all might run with it. Should the league add a team next season and there's an expansion draft, who would you draft from each team? Thank you for your attention and for what y'all do, Steven and Coral. Thank you guys so much. That was very nice. Yeah. First of all, Steven and Coral, thank you. Like sending much love right back at you. Appreciate you. So This was good. This was good. This is a good question. So we both kind of, we haven't really looked into the free agencies and the contracts and who probably would be eligible for an expansion draft. Um, I guess for new fans, my understanding of an expansion draft is that when there's a new team, you each team that's currently in the league kind of puts a lock on six players that are like, you can't take these players. Not touchable. You can't touch them. Right. You can't yeah. touch these players. Yeah. They're staying with our franchise. And then everybody else is kind of up for grabs for the new expansion team to kind of draft yeah. from. Yeah. Right? Like don't they go in like a, it's like a pool per se. Like here, okay. are, the avail here are the available players. And then you draft from those players. Now, I, I, I don't know, like, order, right? Yeah. Like, which teams, well, not teams, but those players that, that go into that pool, whatever expansion team is, they then mm -hmm. can pick from those players. This yeah. is how we want our team to look like. I think the interesting question off of this is, like, if you did get to pick one player or either could be a current player or could be from the draft, if there's a new team in Denver next year, Cheryl, who would you kind of want that player to be to kick off a new franchise? Who would it be? I feel like there's a lot of factors that you have to put into this. It can't no be doubt. somebody who's already a a big superstar on another team. So who's, who's your person? 
Well, and, and uh, just so Stephen and Coral are aware, we're just we're just saying if it happened, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. right? Because we didn't look into free agent, unrestricted free agent contracts who would be available. We just like I just kind of was like, oh, if there was an expansion draft and I could take who I wanted to take. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I, I I had a few. Okay, that's fine. I I would want a Jewel Lloyd. Oh, okay. And I Poach like I don't from Seattle. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I'm sure Jewel's like locked mm-hmm. up in Seattle for some years, but I don't know that. Um, I would then go to Chicago and get my shooter who ain't playing this year. Give me Allie Quigley. Oh, okay. I would, I I need her. I need, I need her. She is her. Allie is that girl. (laughs) Um, my, my point guard that I'm going to bring to run my team is JC, your sparks girl. Okay. All right. Be my point guard. Um, and then I was just like, you know what? I need some bigs. And if I could take whoever, um, I'm going to bring NECA with me. I'm going to go get Shakira Austin from the mystics. I'm going to, I'm going to take AT from Connecticut. And then I'm going to bring up a player. Super team. <laughs> Listen, that's not a super team. They're just good. <laughs> I'm going to get a player who's not in the league. Bree Bill is going to be my defensive stopper. Oh, I like that pick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that, yeah, that, that would that be considered a happen. team. This, <laughs> no, it would not. This would never happen. But the question was, who would I draft? <laughs> I would love to have these players. That's a that's a good draft. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I think I went the opposite direction. What did you do? What did you do? So this was my thought process because I I just had really one player in mind. And I thought about how even though the Aces are from the Utah Stars, San Antonio Silver Stars, but when they Mm -hmm. came to Las Vegas, it was like it was kind of like an expansion team. It was like a new team. Mm -hmm. And they got Asia Wilson in that draft. And they were able to say, like, even though Kelsey Plum was with the Stars before, like, Asia is their franchise player. Mm -hmm, And it seemed mm -hmm. like they really made it. Everything was about Asia and the Aces. So I would want to do the same thing. I would want to bring someone in from the draft. Girl, who is is it? I'm I'm setting it (laughs) up. Okay, 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 okay. I can't, I I want to hear. I would say you draft and put Caitlin Clark on the new Denver team and say, this is our franchise player. We are going to build around her. We're going to bridge all the Iowa fans that were in college. We're going to bring them to the WNBA. They have a new team to root for. And it feels like it has to kind of be this, this new player. And since everything is new around them, so that's my pick. I did not pick a whole team, but I did uh, take up the same amount of time <laughs> no, explaining. That's a that's a good thought though, because okay. that, I I don't know I don't know if you will be able to get her, 
in that. No, not at all. But not at all. Just like I wouldn't get any of my players. But that's a great that that's a great thought. Like the mindset of it having to be a a new person, you know. But I, but I also, I, I guess for me, the reason why I went the opposite direction is because, yeah, it is a new team, new franchise. You want to immediately make a mm. name for your organization and, and mm. possibly be yeah. in the playoffs. And not saying you can't do that with Caitlin, but, but I understand bringing her and you're building around her. But as far yeah. as bringing fans, I don't care where she goes. The fans are going. They're going to they go. Yeah, I, that was hey, good though. That was like good because you I went like with that, veteran presence. I was not expecting that because that's yeah. I I went the newbie, and it's not. Like, with, it would not be the first year. It would take a couple years, just like how Asia they've kind of built things around her for sure. I went with veteran players, but they're younger vets. Most of yeah, them. like yeah. Neka is my vet vet. Like Shakira is mm-hmm. still young. Jewel, Jordan. I don't know. That was good. That's good. I like that was it. Good. Okay. I mean, just maybe let we me, can. Just let, let me be, be a GM. Let me be a GM of a squad. <laughs> <laughs> maybe somebody will give us that job. We'll see. But thank you, Stephen and Coral. That was a great question. It just had our wheels turning. Thank you for the flowers. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions um, to our listener email. We love it. Send us more. Queens of the Court at odyssey.com. Continue to follow, rate, review the show. It's available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, y'all can find us on social media. I am at airsuits22. And Jordan is at hey, Jordan R. <laughs> Someone sent me an Instagram DM like when I was on Ion and they were like, hey, with 20 Ys, hey, Jordan I'm like, oh gosh, it's trendy. It's cute. It's cute. It's cute. Uh, Queens of the Court is an Odyssey original created in partnership with the WNBA. The show is produced by Alex Ozzie. The executive producer is Lena Moss Glazer. Social media assistance from Isabella Apple. Imaging from T Storm Battle. And Court is adjourned. Is adjourned. That was a big court session. <laughs> that was a good session, though.